Hey, I'm Paul. And I'm Christian. Welcome to I'm Dying to Tell You, inspiration shared by our mom who is dying from ALS. There is no cure for our mom or anyone else with ALS, but right now, she's on a mission to find and share stories of inspiration. Coming to you from Cincinnati, Ohio, we're happy to introduce the one lady we've both loved since the first day we laid eyes on her, the queen of the Queen City, our mom, your host, Lori. Hello there, I'm Lori, your host of I'm Dying to Tell You. Thank you so very much for being here. This is episode 50. Oh my gosh, just moving right along. This has been so, so fun and uh, just getting into the third season and I'm really, really happy that you're here. So thanks for tuning in and helping to let other people know that this podcast is here. Today, I am talking to a mother-daughter duo, a very special team. I am talking to Tracy and Jocelyn Croxon from San Diego. What a special bond this mother and daughter have. They both are cancer survivors. Tracy as an adult and Jocelyn, who just turned 10 years old, Tracy from ovarian cancer and Jocelyn from leukemia. Both have been sharing their cancer journeys and now are reaching out to help other mothers and daughters who are in the same situation or, of course, any one person going through cancer alone and it's really cool to see them teaming up to give back and offer support and knowledge just like they had received. I am gonna start by chatting for a few minutes with Tracy and then I'm gonna talk to Jocelyn about what it's like to have gone through cancer at seven, eight, nine years old. I'm excited to share both Tracy and Jocelyn. So let's get to our chat. Hi, Jocelyn. Hi. Did you have a day off school today? Yeah. Hip, hip, hooray. Oh my gosh. Did you do something fun? Um, My friend came over and played with me for a little bit. Good. What's well, nice to meet both of you. Nice to meet you too. I have been following both of you and your journeys and you just caught my heart. I just love your spirit and I love that you are willing to share your story. And I know you want to help others going through cancer or probably, you know, anything else. So I want you to know that I really appreciate you. So thanks for being here. Both of you, mother, daughter, have gone through your own cancer journeys and on your way to both of you being in survivorship mode. But Tracy, as a mom, tell me about that moment where you learned that your seven-year-old had cancer. 
it's heart wrenching. Um, but to be completely honest, I had a feeling that something was not right. You just have that mommy gut type of thing. Mm -hmm. She wasn't feeling good for a while. And I had taken her, she was starting to run some fevers. She had a swollen lymph node on the side of her neck that wasn't palatable. And um, it was, it wasn't tender to touch or anything. So me going through my own cancer kind of already knew that, that something was not right. And so when she started running her fevers, I had taken her to the doctors and kept asking for some blood work and they didn't want to do it. And I'm sure in their minds was like, Oh, there's no way you just had cancer. There's no way your daughter's going to have cancer. So, you know, it's totally going to be okay. And it's normal to have a swollen lymph node. It's just not normal not to have one that's not palatable or that's usually they're tender to touch and hers just wasn't. But, um, they first, um, was when they told me that she had a sinus infection and then she ran a fever like a day later, you know, it was like every other day and I kept taking her back. And then the second time we saw the doctor, they said it wasn't a sinus infection. It was, um, allergies. And then she ran another fever and I decided to take it upon myself to take her to the hospital and have blood work done. I didn't wait for them. And so, um, yeah. just because it was my mommy gut. And so to be completely yeah. honest, I I wasn't shocked, which is really, really scary. Yeah. You know, it's one thing when it's you, but when it's your kids, that's a whole new ball game. Yeah. It's a definitely a different mindset when you get diagnosed personally as a parent or um, an adult with cancer. All I wanted to do when I was diagnosed was that I wanted to make sure I made memories that Jocelyn, not that I was going anywhere because yeah. I was going to fight it. And I was going to get through it. But if God forbid, I didn't make it through it, that I just definitely wanted to make memories and made sure that Jocelyn remembered me Mm. and, and had moments like special moments when Jocelyn got diagnosed, like all I wanted to do was protect whatever I possibly could do was just to protect her from just not feeling bad. And it was just more of a protection mode. It's a whole different feeling. My cancer was, um, I was stage two ovarian cancer and I had um, a radical hysterectomy and went through about seven months of chemo. And then I was done and I was in remission and knock on wood, I've been in remission since. And I go for appointments, but hers was two and a half years of treatment, two and a half years of chemo. It's leukemia is rough. It's a long, long journey. Mm. Um, and so I think that her journey definitely made mine look like a cakewalk. Yeah. Yeah. Tracy, what do you think that you learned during your cancer journey that helped you most navigate Jocelyn's? Um, I definitely think I went through my journey to get her through hers. Um, Mm. but the other thing is to advocate, like, I am such a huge advocator. Um, the hospital actually calls me a squeaky wheel. Oh, nice. <laughs> because Perfect. I'm, yeah, because I'm a huge, I don't take no for an answer. And I really, really push for stuff. Um, Jocelyn, um, with leukemia, you go through chemo for like the front line is for her was like nine months. And then you go into maintenance, which you're still having chemo. You're supposed to go once a month, but she wasn't, she was doing okay for the first three months, but then she started not tolerating it. So I really pushed for tests and we ended up finding out that she had a gene that wasn't letting her metabolize 
her chemo. And if I didn't push for that, we would have never found that out. And she would have just kept tanking with her numbers and stuff. But like, it was to the point where she was actually having a harder time in maintenance than she was in in parts of frontline. So I advocating is huge. I don't stop with advocating. Yeah. Yeah. I know we talk about that in my ALS community, you know, you just have to be your own advocate and, um, you know, Jocelyn, so lucky to have you. I really feel for people that are going through cancer or anything else that are alone, you know, and just don't have that. So that's pretty special. Yeah. I think that also too, is like the pediatric for us, at least our pediatric doctors, we're more willing to listen. Nobody is textbook. No Mm -hmm. child is textbook. So I was thankful that our doctors like would take into account what I had to say and they would listen. Tracy, what do you want other people to know about childhood cancer that we might not know? Um, Childhood cancer only gets 3.8% of government research funding. It is not Mm. enough. Mm. We, the kids need more. They're our future um, and they deserve to have a lot more. So what can people do to encourage more funding to go towards childhood cancer or contribute in any way? What can we do? Childhood cancer, they say it's rare. It's not rare. There's so many kids getting diagnosed with different kinds of cancers, but just sharing our stories and putting the information out there so people are aware of what our kids have gone through. Scream it from the rooftops at this point. You know, Um, we need more research. Yeah. The other thing, I guess, just, um, it is lonely. This is a very, very lonely journey. And I know it's hard for people to reach out because they're afraid to say the wrong thing, or they're afraid to, you know, not say things correctly or what I, for me, I'd rather you call and say something wrong Mm -hmm. and then not call it off, you know, or, or reach out or just send a text or whatever. And I, and I try to do that as much as I possibly can even going through what we're going through, I still try to reach out to people and check on them. Yeah. Also the childhood cancer community, if something, God forbid happens to your kid and and you get diagnosed with uh, cancer, the cancer, the childhood cancer community is very tight and it's very strong. I don't think I could have gotten through this without the army that we have behind us um, and, and supporting us. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely if something happens, you reach out to reach out to other people, let people yeah. help you. I love that. Yeah, so true. So when you talk about community, I see that you and Jocelyn are trying to reach people as a mother daughter team and to talk about life after treatment. Tell me a little bit about that. Through this journey that we've got through with Jocelyn, I have found other moms that have gone through cancer and then their child has gotten diagnosed. I have found um, where their child has gone through it and now their mom's going through it mm-hmm. or even gone through it together at the same time, which is, oh, I don't, I couldn't even imagine that. Mm-hmm. Um, but life after cancer isn't easy. It doesn't, it's, it's not like, okay, it's like a flu and it's out, you know, you're done with it and you just keep going on. You know, life is back to normal. It's not back to normal. It's never going to be normal again. Mm-hmm. It, it's something that's always going to be in the back of your head. It's just 
never going to be gone. Life's not normal. Um, We wanted to start a page to come together and help other people that have gone through this as a mother daughter team. Yeah. When Jocelyn got diagnosed, we said, if we can help at least just one family, mm-hmm. not that, that her journey would be worth it or anything, but it would give us purpose, Yeah, you know? So if we can help at least one, and yeah. I would like to think that we've helped a couple people along the way. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tracy. Okay, Jocelyn. <laughs> Hello there. Hi. I know you just had a big birthday. Yeah. Yeah, tell me about your birthday. Oh, uh, it was really fun. Um, on my birthday, we went to SeaWorld and I got to swim with the dolphins. Oh my gosh. Wow, how was it? It was really fun, but to the worst part was the water was freezing. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't like cold <laughs> <And> water. <laughs> Mama went into it and she thought it was freezing. I bet. Oh, were you afraid? Uh, no, I wasn't afraid. I was really excited. Good. On the weekend, I got to bring a friend to the Wild Animal Park and go ziplining there. Oh, my gosh. My mom and dad uh, did a surprise party for me at my yard life. I love it. Yeah, they were all under the table, and I was like, what the heck? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Jocelyn, I was saying that I was hanging out with my best friend today. What do you like to do with your friends? Mostly just to really hang out and play. Hang out and play. Just do whatever. Yeah. Do you play games? Uh, today at school with my friends, we played like tag and stuff. Yeah. I always like that. Do you guys play um, green light, red light? Uh, we used to do it at PE. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we also played hide and go seek today, too. It was very hard to find my friend because of, of the big school. Aw, it made it hard. So, Jocelyn, I want to talk about childhood cancer. So, what kind of cancer did you have? I had leukemia. Okay. It was uh, um, T-cell. T-cell, a lymphastic leukemia. Wow. <laughs> Wow. It's a lot easier just to say cancer. Yeah. Isn't yeah, much easier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because you've had a lot of experience going through cancer with not only yourself, but watching your mom. If there was someone in your class at school that you learned all of a sudden was diagnosed with cancer, do you have any advice? Or anything that you could tell them that would help them? I would tell my friend to, to um, keep going and never give up. Keep going and never give up. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to have that attitude, right? Yeah. I think you learn to be strong and never give up by watching your mom. Yes. What would you want other kids to know? I mean, it's got to be really hard being seven 
eight, nine, going through something so serious, like a major illness, what would you want other kids to know about that experience that you had? Mm, that's scary, mm. but you can get through it. Yeah. What makes it scary? Mm, all the chemo arm pokes and the we call it post because I don't like to say the uh, word that I don't like. <laughs> and oh, uh, you don't like to you don't like to say chemo. Uh, needle actually. I don't like to say needle. I don't like to say it for some reason. Oh, okay, okay. And then that can be scary. And then just going into the hospital and being in the hospital. I know for me is. It's kind of scary, right? And you probably spent a lot of time in the hospital, right? Yeah. And I had to go every week to it, so I didn't like that either. I can imagine. Did you meet any uh, friends in the hospital or? Lots. (laughs) Lots. Okay. Did you go to a hospital or an area where there were other kids that were? It was called the clinic. Now I have lots of friends at the hospital now. Every time I go, I can look for some of them. Oh, good, good. And hopefully you'll stay in touch after you all are in your survivorship mode. That's great. So if you can be any superhero or have a certain superpower, what would it be and why? Um, my superpower would be healing others where they can become stronger. So when they're sick, you can make them better. And if they're weak, you can make them stronger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd be a very popular superhero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you seem very happy. I would imagine that you had, you know, some bad days going through all those treatments. Is there anything that would make you feel better or like a a certain treat or a certain person or activity that you like to do that always makes you feel better? Mm, I like to help others. That would make me feel good. And I like to do art and talk to my friends. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) what kind of art do you do i like to draw a picture and then color it in with my pencil pens crayons and i like to do that and then i like to put them on the walls but mom doesn't like when i put them on the walls you must have a lot of art in your house I'll tell you what, I can give you my address and you can send me some art and I'll put it on my board behind me. How about that? Okay. Okay. All right. I would love, love, love that. Oh, what do you think you're going to do when you grow up to be an adult? I want to be a paleontologist. A paleontologist. It's a person who finds dinosaur bones and special things 
or artifacts. How did you get into that? Just when I was like probably about two, um, I just wanted to be in sense I just have. And I know that there was a special organization campaign one at a time sent you on a special trip. Yeah, I went to the Dinosaur National Monument in Utah. And uh, um, I got to bring a friend named Jack and my family. I also got to bring Brody and Katie who um, started the campaign. Okay. And uh, I got to see uh, real dinosaurs in like the walls. I also got to touch a real fossil. It was a really fun trip. Oh my gosh, I bet. That was probably better than going to Disney World or Disneyland. Because you like dinosaurs so much. Oh. <laughs> okay, good. I love how you are sharing your journey with us along the way. And there was the video when you were ringing the bell. Tell me about ringing the bell. What does it mean? And why is it such a reason to celebrate? It means I am cured and and I don't have any more cancer, but it also means I still have a lot of uh, uh, still a lot of pokes and stuff to go. But I have finished the chapter of a, a really big thing. Yeah, it's a real big chapter that you're done with. Yeah, and you can move on. And I also am all done with chemo. Oh, is that the best part? Yeah, that's probably the best part. (laughs) Did you get sick when you had chemo? Um, Yes, it did not make me feel good. It also made me not remember that much in the past. So I didn't like it at all. Mm, I don't blame you. Is there anything that you want to tell us about being seven, eight, nine years old and having cancer it's very hard but you can go through it and you can beat it you can beat it yeah just like you did awesome okay jocelyn what are you dying to tell us Mm, i'm dying to tell you that a kid is diagnosed every three minutes with cancer And we need to get a cure. Wow. Every three minutes, a child is diagnosed with cancer. That's crazy. I I, I didn't know that. What can we do to help as adults, Jocelyn? My mom is right now woman of the year. And my mom is raising money for research to find a cure for cancer. I was also Girl of the Year last year to find a cure for cancer, too. So we are trying to raise money with LLS, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of San Diego. (laughs) To my listeners, I'm going to put a link to Jocelyn's page and the new page that you've created, Jocelyn and Tracy together. And in April, look for a campaign and they are starting to raise money for cancer, and you can donate there. 
I'm going to continue to follow both of you and pray for you. And Jocelyn, I know that whatever comes your way, you're going to beat it. Just continue to stay strong. And you have a lot of people who love you and are cheering you on all the way from Ohio and beyond. (laughs) Thank you. Big hugs from Ohio. Big hugs from California. Bye. With this episode and chatting with Tracy and Jocelyn, even leading up to this conversation, I've learned so much about cancer and and although they are both cancer-free right now, just the maintenance and the complications that can come up from you know, for Jocelyn, you know, having chemo as a child and and complications from the port. So just uh, different things that can happen and might be facing together in the future. So I'm going to continue to pray they remain equipped to handle anything that comes their way. Thank you again for being here. And I will be putting links in the show notes so that you can get connected to both Jocelyn and Tracy. And you can find the show notes on Facebook and the website, both at I'm Dying to Tell You podcast. Hey, if you like this episode and you want to hear more, I release new episodes on the second and the fourth Tuesday of each month. And if you want to stay connected and see what's coming up, I am pretty much everywhere at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all at I'm Dying to Tell You podcast. Okay, until next time, you are loved and not alone. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to our mom. Make sure to visit her website at imdyingtotellyoupodcast.com where you'll find photos and show notes about this episode. If you liked the show, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. Thank you.